0: Hello again everybody, Jake Wallace coming to you from Indianapolis, this episode of the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm Jake Wallace alongside Sports Director Lindsey Goff, Morning Break anchor Tim Geider. We have all made it to Indianapolis. The weather has slightly warmed up. We've gotten into like the 20s. Yeah, it's like now. 18 now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's warm. and we are starting to see that that both fan bases come in and it's starting to feel like, hey, there's a big football game here in a couple of days. And there is, as the Georgia Bulldogs getting set to take on Alabama in the national championship game on Monday night. We're recording this near 11 o'clock Eastern on Saturday night. We had media day early this morning. You guys listened in on it. I listened in on it on the road. What were your big takeaways from from what Georgia had to say on media day?
1: Uh, well, I would say they're not shying away from the fact that they've struggled against Alabama in recent years. They're kind of owning it and they're not saying necessarily that they're using it for motivation or that, you know, it has them concerned about this game. They're just kind of like, it is what it is, but this is a different game on a different stage and we're prepared for it as best we can and going about our business and, That's really all you can do.
2: And it sounds as if uh, the team has repaired their psyche if they needed to after the SEC championship game loss. A lot of that, of course, thanks to a very convincing win in the Orange Bowl. But, you know, we mentioned this the other day. They had to get back to being Georgia and to being this year's Georgia team and thinking like that team, which you could tell every game they went into, they knew they were going to win. They knew they were going to dominate. So they have to have that kind of intellect going into Monday and it looks like confidence is back for Georgia.
0: And I don't know if it ever really went away, at least publicly, after the SEC title game. We heard, you know, leading up to the Orange Bowl, Stetson Bennett said, you know, I felt like I played okay. Just made some mistakes. The defense said, we just have some things to clean up. Nolan Smith did say, you know, he cried after the SEC title game. But I don't know how much the these guys look at things the way many of the fans many of the folks in of us in the media do where you kind of feel like oh no the sky is falling because Alabama beat Georgia again but I think it was interesting a lot of what they had to say about it's been just about a month since that SEC title game there's been some time to let those wounds heal to check the tape and now you get another chance And that certainly had to
2: heal some wounds. Yeah, well, fans and media are always more reactionary than players. Well, Stetson uh, you know. actually said that
1: today. He said, there's a point, you know, where you, you're you not a Georgia fan anymore. Right. You're a Georgia player, and you've kind of got to put that aside. Right.
2: Yeah, and, and they're the ones who have to go back out on the field. So, you know, they not only have to be confident in themselves, but they have to know that they are confident in themselves. And they, you know, they're not going to buy into, uh, you know, a bad stretch in a game or a loss the way that, you know, the fan base is over the top anytime Georgia doesn't do exactly what they hope they will do in that game.
0: <laughs> Here's some of what the Bulldogs had to say earlier today on media day. We'll start with star linebacker N'Kobe Dean. I
2: don't feel like uh, we're going in with that mindset that we got to prove anything. Uh, we're just going in with the same mindset that we always go in, you know, and that's to be elite, you know, and have complete dominance. And it's one main goal, for this this last game, and that's the win. So no matter how it happens, how ugly, how pretty it is, uh, it's just one one main goal is just to win this game. You can't really run away from the truth. That's what it is. That's our record. But, you know, we're trying to make it an emotional thing where it's just like we're going to go out and play with emotions. You want to be um, calm, collected, and have a a composed attack, you know, be able to play our game, not necessarily play their game, and just be who we are. We are good enough at what we do. We um, yeah, have great coaches, great players, and a great game plan. So, yeah, it's, we're good enough at what we do. It's the record has been a record, but, you know, we're trying to play it. Different, this is a new game coming up. It's a different game. It's a different environment. It's one definitely different than I've ever played them in. So, um, yeah, the stakes are different. We want to play this game. I'm not really worried about the last few.
1: The whole state's behind us. And, um, you know, it, you can think back to how many great teams have been at the University of Georgia since 1980 that haven't won a championship. And, you know, we just want to take that opportunity and be different and you know at the end of the day this is what we came here for this is what we grinded for and uh you know we want to do something absolutely special in our time here
0: so they say that football is a game of adjustments and we certainly know that uh, you know there's there's a reason there's a halftime there's a reason that coaching is as big a part of college football as it is what adjustments are the bulldogs going to have to make for this game based off what happened in Atlanta back in early December.
2: I mean, the biggest thing that they have to do and is going to determine this game, if they can do it, is figure out a way to either get to Bryce Young, disrupt Bryce Young, and try to make him a little bit more uncomfortable. He was very comfortable in the SEC championship game. I mean, he did scramble a couple times, but it was not a desperate scramble. It was just kind of like drifting to the side of the pocket and then deciding, okay, maybe I'll run here. Uh, they can't allow that to happen again. They can't allow him to stand back there for ten seconds while the, one of the best receiving cores in the country just finds a way to get open. They so, called him
1: the Gingerbread Man because you can't catch the Gingerbread Man. He
2: is extremely <laughs> elusive. They have to make him not be elusive. Yeah, the
0: dogs couldn't do that. Catch him in Atlanta. No sacks on Bryce Young that night. He won the Heisman that night at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and I, I thought it was. It almost felt a little flabbergasting to watch that Georgia defense that had gotten pressure on just about every quarterback they had played this season and done so a lot of times without a ton of pressure,
2: seemingly not be able to get near him. And They really only rushed four for most of that game. You know, when they when they did blitz, the blitzes got picked up. Um, what was most unusual and a little bit disturbing if you're a, a Georgia fan is they were blocked one-on-one up front. You know, it, was, it, it wasn't like they were double-teaming any one guy. Uh, so that has to be concerning to, to be able to find a way. Now, Alabama, I think, does have, is a little bit more banged up on the offensive line now than they were on December 4th. But that was just – I don't know that they, their game plan was to get to Bryce Young. I think it was to keep him in the pocket, which they didn't do that either. But they're going to have to figure out something different because last time was abysmal.
1: Yeah, and I would just say less mistakes in the quarterback play as well. You know, Stetson admitted to it. He made some throws he should not have made, and while he, you know, th- threw for three touchdowns, he also had two interceptions, so got to clean that up.
0: Including one that went back for a backbreaking yeah. pick yeah, six. That yeah,
2: was there. that could have been a much closer game had that yeah. not happened. And, you know, there, it would have been a great catch, but the Brock Bowers drop over the middle. I mean, he got hammered by two guys, and it was a high high-thrown ball, but that cuts it to a score. And, you know, a lot of things could have been different, but, you know, if if they eliminate some of those mistakes and Alabama doesn't play as perfectly as they played uh, last month, you know, maybe we have a different game.
0: Now, if you're keeping score at home, Alabama is very rarely, very rarely an underdog and have very rarely been since the real run of Saban began in 2008. The Tide are a are an underdog in the minds of Vegas coming into this game. But I think for many, many people watched Alabama beat Georgia by 17 points less than a, or more than a month ago and believe that the Tide should be the favorites coming in to win another national title. And all week leading up to this game, we have heard Alabama say, well, we're the underdogs in this game. We, we, we like that nobody believes in us. What kind of Jedi mind tricks has Nick Saban pulled out to get this team to believe that no one believes in the big, bad Alabama Crimson Tide?
2: Yeah, my mom used to call that poor little rich boy, you know, crying, <laughs> crying, <laughs> crying, me, crying me a river, you know. But um, I when it came when the line came out, people were surprised. But then the line went up. It went from two and a half to three on the first day. So that meant people were betting on Georgia even as a favorite so i I don't understand it, but apparently people who bet and <laughs> and try to figure this stuff out do and they think that it's it's accurate
0: it, It's odd to think about Georgia being a favorite and as far as I can tell, two and a half is is the latest line the dogs favored by two and a half Alabama doesn't lose very often in general, but they especially do not lose to Georgia
2: when, when the,
0: well that too, <laughs> but when they are the underdog, they are tremendously good when they are the underdog, they win quite often a lot by double digits. And we saw that again in the sec championship. Here's some of the crimson tide players on being the underdog in the national championship game
2: over the course of the season. Um, but us being underdogs, you know, us not being respected. And, you know, people saying that we weren't, we wasn't an elite team. And um, I think everybody that just fuels everybody up because we know how hard we work. We know what type of team we have. And, you know, it's going to be the same to the end of the season, which is, you know, coming up. So we're keeping that same intensity, same energy. You know, what everybody was saying about us, we're just going to keep using it as motivation because we know what type of team we are. Um, we know what we put in day in and day out. We know how we pre- prepare. And we know how we play.
0: I'll say this. This is an Alabama team loaded with some of the best recruited, most recruited football players in the country, loaded with talent that will be playing in the NFL within the next year or two. They have a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. They had, like you mentioned, Tim, one of the best receiving cores in the country. And Nick Saban has convinced his team that they're the underdog. In in a football game,
2: Alabama is an underdog the way that Apple is an underdog. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's not possible. I mean, yes, the point spread says it is. Mm-hmm. Now, in December, he 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 sold that to his team. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the first time I think in ninety two or four games at that point that Alabama had been an underdog, and he used that to his advantage. And that team was ready to play coming out of the gate on on December fourth. Can you play that card again five weeks later? It just doesn't <laughs> seem as if. This team can buy into that, oh, they're doubting us again.
0: They're certainly saying it. Now, what happens on Monday, how much they really believe it, I guess we'll find out on Monday. But it it seems odd to me that, and, and I think we all believe here that Georgia is a very good football team and a team that has a chance to win the football game on Monday night. But if you've watched, if you watch that game in Atlanta, it's certainly hard to think that, that Alabama is not capable of beating Georgia just as much.
2: You know, of course, we are doing exactly right now what we just say fans and media do, yeah. is we are overreacting to the one game that we saw. Now, that was an easy game to overreact to because it was a very convincing win. But if these teams played 10 times, they'd probably go 5-5 five and five against each other. You know, because Georgia is every bit as talented as, as Alabama, maybe more. All season long, everybody thought Georgia was the better team. So... It might not be crazy to consider Alabama an underdog. I do think it's crazy to try to say that they're being disrespected or that they are being <laughs> doubted or that you know they are no longer the best program in the country.
1: Georgia didn't give them any bulletin board material during media day. They were like, you know, the respect is the same. The preparation's the same. They made a point to say that.
0: <laughs> but, but remember, nobody believes in the tide. Unbelievable. That's right. Poor that's, guys. that's unbelievable. Tragic. So by the time you're listening to this, it will be about it'll be one day from kickoff here in Indianapolis. We've got a Sunday. We expect to see even more fans uh, making their way to Indy to get ready for Monday's kickoff. Not a lot of on-air coverage as WTOC won't be on air a whole lot on Sunday, but we will have plenty of coverage from Indianapolis when we are on air, as well as online on WTOC app and on social media, what are you guys planning to cover? What are we looking forward to to covering as we continue to get closer and closer to kickoff Monday night?
1: Well, Sunday morning we will hear from both head coaches and um, their press conferences. That'll be the final press, you know, the final time they talk to us before the game. Uh, so we'll have an update for that. Update on that for you during the news at 11, which will air at 1130 because of an NFL doubleheader on WTOC. So just a programming note there. Um, And then Tim will be live in the mornings, uh, you know, hearing from the players, right?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think, uh, and some fans. I think what we start to see now is the atmosphere just builds from here. You know, the first couple days that we were here, it was pretty much just media. Yeah, you know, in in the area, you know, some fans walking around. When the fan fest opened today. It was not the most attended fan fest you'll ever see, but there were people there. Yeah. It's open for
1: three days though, so yeah, exactly. they have time. So,
2: but <laughs> but you know, the point being, it's you know, fans are starting to show up. I was out at the airport today, and there were a lot of Georgia fans showing up. We really hadn't seen a whole lot of that the last couple of days. So, as the game gets closer, the Everything just builds. The excitement builds. The atmosphere builds. We had people tell us today that they wanted to be here two days before the game to be part of it, just to be around it. And they plan on coming back every day up until kickoff, some of them going to the game as well. So it just kind of keeps going from here. Yeah, Lucas Oil Stadium is literally a, a pretty good drive.
0: Of a, golf, of a golf ball from our hotel where we're recording this, a Tim drive, not a Jake drive. Yeah, I was about drive. to say, who's driving it? Yeah, Tim, Tim drives the ball, not Jake. But uh, I think we will be at a, at a pretty big fever pitch by Monday night as we as the teams come out, as we get ready to kick off. These are two fan bases, two programs that believe they deserve a national championship the way they've played this season. Only one of them will get it, though, and we'll find out what will happen Monday night. Our coverage from Indianapolis of the National Championship continues on Sunday on WTOC, WTOC WTOC.com and the WTOC app, and we will take you right up to kickoff with a WTOC pregame special live from Indianapolis, 7.30, Monday night only on WTOC. For Lindsey, for Tim, I'm Jake. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon.